Welcome to DeathCast. My name is Kelsey Erickson, and I'm here to decode the mystery that is your mortality. This is a podcast about death in all of its forms. Each week, I will answer listener questions about everything and anything death-related. Topics such as living wills, decomposition, the funeral industry, and overall how to achieve a good death. Today, we're going to tackle the topic of burials. Our first question comes from Ashley in North Carolina, and she asks me, What is the difference between coffins and caskets? Which is a great question to start out with. A lot of people ask me, what is the difference between a casket and a coffin? Can you use them interchangeably? First off, I hate it when people use them interchangeably. Yes, you can call a casket a coffin, a coffin, a casket, tomato, tomato, what have you. Nobody's going to look at you sideways. We're all going to figure out what you're saying. For me, it's a personal pet peeve of mine, only because there is a difference between a casket and a coffin. Coffins are typically six to eight sided and tapered at the head and the feet. I've seen them made of wood, a simple pine, or a wicker. They're very simple, they're not elegant at all, and they have lids that come completely off. Caskets, on the other hand, are rectangular shaped boxes that are lined with plush linens and sealed with very heavy lids. They're usually cut in the middle so you can lift up just the top part so people can see the only the chest and the head of the corpse. And the lids are too heavy to come all the way off completely, so they always have hinges on them. They're more expensive. Caskets typically range from anywhere between $3,000 and $15,000, whereas coffins, depending on if you make them yourself, or want to do something else. They could range anywhere between a couple hundred dollars to something more extravagant. I think the most extravagant I've ever seen was around two grand. Caskets came about in the late 1800s, um, advertising themselves as a more clean and simple and not creepy looking container to which you hold your loved ones. A casket sounds a lot better and it sounds like something that you would want to put grandma in. A coffin sounds like you want grandma to come back as Dracula. The price of caskets are a lot more expensive than coffins. Caskets typically range from anywhere between $3,000 for a lower end model to $15,000 for your higher end model. So now I'm going to explain to you how you don't want to get scammed or how you can't get scammed out of when you want to go buy a casket. When you're when you're thinking about burying a loved one and you go to a funeral home and you look at the price range, your basic services will cost you anywhere between four thousand to five thousand, maybe six thousand dollars. And that's just the transportation costs, the embalming, the casketing, things like that. That doesn't include the price of the casket. It doesn't include the price of the burial site, wherever you would want to do that. It doesn't include all the other amenities. Uh, there are a couple ways that funeral homes might might. I only say might because not every place does this. Not every funeral home that I've been to does this, pulls these types of scams. Uh, but these scams are out there. So you really need to be careful as a consumer. So one of the cat, one of the scams that I see once in a while is called a bait and switch. What they do is they try to they try to have you pay for a higher end deluxe model of a casket that you would want. Let's say a, a nice mahogany buttercream lined casket. I'm not sure, a satin-lined casket. And what they do is you pay, you shell out, you know, $10,000 for this casket. And then what happens is they ship it out and then they ship you back a cheaper version of a model, the, the same exact thing. So if you're not getting mahogany, you're getting pine birch instead with the the flannel inlay, you know. But And then when you get it and you say, well, what the heck is this? We paid $12,000 for a really high-end mahogany casket. They go, oh, well, that one was out of stock and 
that we, you know, we're, we're unable to do anything about it. That was out of stock at this point in time. And we, we got you another casket, which is the same exact model. The second type of model is kind of like the discount switcheroo. In order for a funeral director to try to entice you to shop and pay for a casket at their funeral home directly instead of trying to buy direct from a manufacturer or even buying one from Costco, which is an actual thing. You can buy a casket at Costco. It's pretty interesting. They have it on their website. You just got to look around. Anyways, funeral directors like to do this thing called a package deal where if you let's say you have a $4,000 casket you're looking at and they go, well, you know, instead of you going to direct to the manufacturer, I'm going to cut you a deal and we'll say it's a package deal and I'll take a 1500 off the casket. So you end up paying $2,500 for the casket instead of 4000 Sounds like a great deal, right? Okay. Well, then what happens is in order for us to make up the difference, you kind of tack on the $1,500 service fee underneath it when you get your bill at the end of the day. Mind you, these techniques are not inherently illegal. They're wrong, but they're not illegal in the sense that they can do what they want. This, There are laws that pro- can protect you from this. If you do get scammed or you feel like you're going to get scammed, there are lots of organizations online that show you where you can go and how to file a complaint. My suggestion is you calmly talk to the funeral director directly and um, see if you can work something out. Most of the time when as most of you know, if somebody gets caught in a scam, they're going to do anything to rectify it so they don't get in trouble. So it's basically, if you ever have a question, you can always talk to a funeral director or you can go on the Funeral Director Alliance. I will put um, some places down in the show notes on my website thingy. So if you guys want to look that up, I'll have this all online for you. Although there are your two basic container shapes, there are also other ways to contain your remains after you've died. You can DIY your own coffins and caskets just like your pioneer forefathers before you have done. There's a company called Kent Caskets that will ship you out a simple pinewood coffin box to you in a disassembled form. They're kind of like the IKEA of casket making. It's pretty neat. All you have to do is basically when you get this Kent casket in the mail, you just grab a screwdriver and download the directions off of their website. Again, I'll send all of the website information down at the show notes in the bottom of the thingy. And uh, within about 15 minutes or so, the last time I've had to build one of these, you have yourself a nice, simple pinewood coffin. Uh, If you want to get even easier with it, but you want to still keep that DIY and die style, um, there's this place called Arkwood Caskets. They're out of Oregon, and they have a casket that comes disassembled, and they're made of interlocking boards. When I used to assemble these, they take about five minutes to do. They're really easy. It's like a giant 3D puzzle piece. You even get kind of like rope handles as an added bonus to go in through the pre-drilled holes, which is really neat. However, if you really want to get like Nick Offerman-esque type of woodworking done, like a true person of the, the woodworking industry, there are plenty of downloadable instructions on how to build your own casket or coffin online. You just Google search coffin um, directions to build coffin or coffin blueprints, you will find them online there somewhere. Another option is to go the Ghana route. Uh, When a family member dies in a Ghanaian household, they are buried in a coffin that represents their deceased, the deceased person's status, their hobbies, their occupation, or their character. 
For example, if, say, a fisherman had died, they might be buried in a casket that's in the shape of a boat or some type of fish. Uh, Somebody who was a farmer or a planter would be laying to rest in a cocoa pod, essentially. A giant carved out wooden cocoa pod. They're pretty neat. If you go online to look this up, it's pretty awesome to see. British coffin makers, the Vic Fern and Company, back in like 2003, they had started to produce their own line of thematic coffins. If you go on their website, uh, they have different coffins shaped like skateboards, ballerina slippers. I've seen a guitar and even like a wine cork. The funniest thing I had seen on their website so far was they had a coffin, uh, sorry, a casket shaped in the shape of a duffel bag, which I thought was kind of morbid and kind of neat at the same time. One thing I don't suggest when you try to go and shop around for a casket or coffin for yourself is getting a sealed casket. In fact, coffins should never be airtight or sealed, as they could explode. Explode, you say? Well, yeah, they can explode. You see this in many old school mausoleums, in fact, uh, where what if you go to a mausoleum and one side of the stone door that encases the remains might be cracked or peeling out almost or busted from, out from the inside. Some even do peel away from the wall. I've seen it happen before. It's pretty neat to look at, thinking about how you look at it at first and you go, what is going on? Why is the somebody was trying to get it looks like somebody was trying to break in and failed the reasons why caskets explode is because of gas you see when a body decomposes it goes through a stage called putrefaction this is basically when the bacteria in your stomach or intestines starts to eat the tissue around it Uh, and as most of you know from biology when bacteria eat their byproduct is typically a gas or a waste When you're buried underground or in an unsealed casket, the gas can escape through the dirt and allow air to come in and dehydrate your remains. But the problem is, no air equals no place for the gas to go. The gas obviously has no place to escape. So, of course, it becomes pressurized inside this giant heavy casket that's sealed off. And, of course, just like Augustus Gloop and that uh, long windpipe of chocolate and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, what do you think is going to happen when something is super pressurized with gas? It's going to explode, right? (laughs) The lid explodes off the casket and sometimes rips off the mausoleum door from its hinges. This almost always happens. I've seen it at least a couple times. It's really not fun to try to open up a sealed corpse after five days. You have to be extremely careful because the smell can overwhelm you and they get really, really boggy. But that's another podcast for another day. But the practice of a sealed casket can get so dangerous that it's actually killed the inventor of the sealed casket. His name was Arnold Fisk, and he was the creator of the Fisk Airtight Coffin, which was patented in 1848. It was the world's first cast iron coffin, and it was equipped with the special faceplate that permitted its mourners to, and I quote, behold again the features of the departed. It was also hailed as a revolution in coffins, since it was airtight in order to, and a quote again, retard the putrefaction process, protecting the body against water seepage and vermin, safeguarded by the spread of disease. It's kind of interesting, because if you look at pictures, and I'll put a picture down in the website, the coffins looked like a human-shaped sarcophagus almost, like an old-school mummy, you know, how King Tut was encased in a body-like anthropomorphic-shaped tomb. That's called a sarcophagus. But the coffins looked like a human-shaped sarcophagus with, like, this old-school diving helmet on it. 
And I'm not going to lie, this this type of coffin didn't really catch on with other people because needless to say, uh, it's it's pretty creepy looking. Not a lot of people back then took to the idea of placing dear old mom in what is essentially a dead person scuba diving outfit. So the last topic I wanted to talk about regarding uh, remain containers is a new concept that's getting a lot of traction right now. It's called the green burial movement. I've had quite a lot of people ask me about burial shrouds, salt of the earth type green cemetery burials that I will cover extensively in another episode. But I wanted to get to at least two types of green earth burials that a lot of people have been asking me about. And one of them is called the Echopod, which is an alternative type of coffin or casket. It, uh, the designer's name is Hazel Selena, and the reason why she designed this ecopod is because when she was trying to take care of a loved one's arrangements, she was upset that traditional caskets used endangered tree sources, kind of like mahogany. It really did prevent the slowdown and decomposition process of a body. So she decided to come up with this thing called the ecopod. And basically what the ecopod is, it's a paper mache seed-like looking pod-shaped casket and it's 100% recyclable because it's made out of paper mache. It comes in two different sizes and you can get a variety of colors. You, they can screen print whatever type of image you want on them. Uh, I looked on their website and right now that they're they're temporarily out of production at this time. Um, so if you're looking to die anytime soon, might not want to die. So that is one of the alternatives that anybody can use. The other type of green movement burial that I've recently discovered, I think this came out in the last year or so, when I was doing research, one of the other interesting things I found was something called the mushroom suit. Artist Jay Vrim Lee wanted to find a solution to our traditional wasteful means of burial, so she created a solution called the Infinity Burial Project, in which she created this really cool idea of a hybrid of mushrooms that will help decompose the body while also cleaning the body's natural toxins without them going into the soil and polluting the earth. With cremation, when you burn a body, we naturally have a bunch of toxins from eating, you know, junk food most of our lives. If you have fillings, the mercury in some of your fillings, especially for older generation, that gets burned up along and it goes into the air. And of course, you guys all know about the wastefulness that is formaldehyde and embalming your body before putting it in the ground. So she came up with this mushroom suit idea that will help eat off the toxins of your body. It kind of looks like a fancy white, it looks like a fancy black ninja suit that had walked into a Spider-Man's web multiple times. It's pretty cool looking. The suit is not commercially available as of yet, but I'm hoping that it will soon will be as more and more people are trying to find the least impactful way to die and bring about a good death. And not only for themselves, but for the planet for years to come. So that's it for me right now. I hope you guys liked the podcast about caskets versus coffins and burial containers in general. If you'd like to leave me a death-related question, comment, or simply some hate mail, please please don't send me hate mail. But if you feel like you need to yell at me, please email me at deathcastquestions, which is all one word, at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jess Kelso or visit my website, which will have all of the show notes and all of the sources that I used in today's podcast episode. That's going to be at deathcast.wordpress.com. 
I also want to thank Rebecca Lavoie for letting me use Studio C to record this podcast. You can find her awesome pop culture true crime panelist podcast at crimewriterson.com. The music today was brought to you by a band named Freak Frandango Orchestra under a Creative Commons license. All right, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. And don't forget that one day you're going to die, so be prepared. Thanks. Dracula was in a coffin. Why would you want to put Grandma in a coffin when you can put Grandma in a lovely casket? (laughs) 